Welcome to Scanner School, session 20. Today we're gonna to talk about fire toneouts and how to set them up in your scanner. Welcome to the Scanner School, a podcast dedicated to the scanner radio hobby. Class is about to begin. Here is your host, Phil Lichtenberger. Welcome to Scanner School, where we teach you everything that you need to know about the scanner radio hobby. My name is Phil Lichtenberger, and my ham call sign is W2LIE. So today we're going to talk about fire paging, and we're really talking about that because it's one of those features that's added into some of the unit and radios that um, a lot of people are kind of confused about. So I figured I'd take a couple minutes, do a really short session today, and talk about maybe the history about fire paging and how you can set it up in your Uniden scanner. And of course, I'll give you a couple of uh, options, a couple of additional ways that you can go about um, listening to fire paging or, or using fire paging basically for your benefit. And when I say fire paging, I'm talking like, um, like two-tone or five-six-tone. Uh, you know, what does that all mean? So let's take a, a step back, maybe about 50 years or so, maybe longer, and we'll talk about how fire departments and firemen were alerted when there was a call. So, you know, it used to be that there was this, the siren, right? I mean, in my neighborhood here, at least in Long Island, things have kind of gone the way where it's um, unfortunately considered noise pollution. A lot of the residents are like, why do you need to have a siren? Everybody has a cell phone, they have a pager. There's no need to have that going off at five o'clock every evening or at 12 noon or, or every single time there's a call. So, um, you know, that's that's a bit of a rant there. But uh, what ended up happening was departments were issuing in-home receivers, right, for the firemen to get an alert of when there was a call. And things back in the day were mechanical, right? It's not as it was today where you have everything is uh, programmable and, and it's easy to modify. What you used to have to have was a mechanical way of tripping the receiver. And that's really what you would do is you were tripping reeds. And when you trip these reeds, it, you would effectively create a circuit or complete the circuit that's inside the radio. Uh, we talked in earlier sessions of Scanner School about PL codes and DPL and NAC codes. And if you need any of those, you can always go back on our website and look through some of the previous uh, podcasts or you can go into iTunes or Stitch or whatever else and you look at our previous episodes of scanner school but this is like another kind of a method of filtering out all of the information was for fire departments because if you had one fire transmitter one fire frequency and all of the departments in the county or whatever else would share the same frequency you don't need to know when everybody is having a call you really just want to know when you have a call or, or your department has a call so what ended up happening was the department would send over a two-tone and that would trip two reads in your receiver. Once the circuit was completed, the squelch would open up on the receiver. And also it would audible alert you, be it with a, an internal uh, alarm or a, an external relay would trip off something like strobe light or an in-house system or something like that. So what exactly are the two tones? Well, everybody who had hands in the industry had their own type of alerting method, had their own tones, and they even had their own timing. So you'd have GE with a certain set of timing and a certain set of tones, and you'd have Plectron who had 
their own set of timing with their own set of tones. And of course, you had slow plectron and fast plectron. And of course, you had Mother M or Motorola, and they had their uh, quick calls twos. They had, um, you know, a whole different type of setup too as, as well. So things got very involved when it came down to timing. And I'm looking right here on my on my chart that I downloaded from uh, from Midian. And I'll put a link to this in the show notes at scannerschool.com slash session 20. But just to go off of how long some of these tones are, if you look at Motorola one by one or a quick call two, you'd have a one second A tone, which was the first tone to go out, and a three second B tone. But if you look at Motorola two by two or quick call one, that was one second by one second. You have Plectron fast tone, and that's 0.75 seconds by 0.25 seconds, or Plectron slow tone, which was three seconds by 0.25 seconds. So why do I bring this up? Well, I bring this up because it's very important for the timing to be accurate on some of the older mechanical systems. It would take a set of time in order for that relay to vibrate a certain length of time in order for it to latch or trip and then wait for the second tone to come across so it will complete the circuit. So before I go any further, let's take a quick listen and when I say quick, I'm going to just show you how ridiculous this sounds. This is a local department that just went out about a half an hour before I started recording this. And it's a set of tones. It's only going to set off three uh, types of pages. The chiefs, the generals, and I believe the rescues, what they went off for. It takes 25 seconds for this to go over. Okay. Uh, granted, they repeated this a couple times. But just so that some of you who aren't familiar with the actual two tones... Let's take a break right now and listen to this set of tones. Now, that was a bit of an extreme example, but I hope you, under, you you heard on the first set of tones were a little bit longer than uh, the rest of the sequence in there. But you can, you can hear that was like a 25-second set of tones. Now, I mean, there's other sets of tones out there that I have in my archives that are just ridiculous where they go through like... Uh, well, again, let me back up again here a bit. So what ends up happening too is like each uh, division or company within a department can have its own set of tones. So you can have like... Uh, Chiefs would have a pair of tones. EMS could have a pair of tones. Then you can have the ladder company, the engine company have a set of tones. Maybe a hose company has a set of tones. Uh, fire police can have their own set of tones. And what you can end up doing is stacking the tones. So if you need like the whole department to show up, you can end up going out with you know six, seven, eight sets of tones. And uh, I mean, I've heard departments where it's just like you're sitting there watching the clock go by as these tones are going out. So it's a little bit crazy. But let me um, let me just show you another example here. This is a little bit quicker one. This was a uh, department that earlier today had an overtone overturned auto. And you can see or you can hear 
um, how quick or how much quicker from the previous example that this is because it really they would do is they, they get right to the point you know it's the chiefs it's the, it's the FBI rescue tones probably it's ems tones and then it's a dispatcher comes on and a whole thing happens in uh, less than 30 seconds so let's take a break again and uh take a listen Alrighty, so why do we bring this up? Well, we bring this up because on other parts of the world, not where I'm from in the United States, but um, you know, in, in Europe and, and whatnot, there's, um, or so I'm told, there's another method of alerting, which is called 5-6 tone or 5-6-7 tone. So because there isn't any examples of this in my area, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to read the definition directly from a website here, so I do not get it incorrect. This is come. Uh, this comes from braddie.com slash pager.html. And again, I'll link to this in the show notes at scannerschool.com slash session 20. So basically what it says here is, the five, six tone analog paging format was an improvement on the two tone format. The format uses 11 different tones. 10 of these tones represent the digits zero, one, two, and up to nine. The 11th tone is known as the repeat or the R tone. Up to 100,000 pages can be supported with these 11 tones. Every pager is assigned a number from 0 to 99,999. Now, to alert the pager, the five tones that define its number are transmitted sequentially. To alert pager 15243, the five tones representing these five digits are sent out in a row. Now, again, I'm taking this directly from braddeye.com. So what ends up happening is, now I'm, I'm kind of paraphrasing here, is that how does a pager know when it's about to receive a page? Because these tones go out really, really fast. Well, there is a preamble or a tone that goes out so it wakes up the pager, and they call this a wake-up tone. And um, that'll go out, and then the 5-6 tone will go out. And I guess a whole string of 5-6 tones can go out depending on how many pages need to be uh, set up or, or alerted. So I don't know if there's a way to do a group call on this or not, or I guess what you would do is just everybody gets issued a pager that has the tone that it needs to have. So instead of having everybody have individual tones, and if you want to page Billy, you don't page Billy directly, you would just give him an EMS pager and all the EMS units go out. So I think that would be the way that you properly set this thing up. But uh, I'm guessing here in theory is that everybody can have their own unique pager, and if you had to talk to a certain individual, then, um, then it would go out. Or maybe the chiefs, you know, because there's not a lot of chiefs in the department. Uh, each chief gets his own individual number. You can page out each chief individually or as a sequence of all the chiefs together, and then the rest of the department can go out, I guess, would be the way that I assumed it would work. So uh, going back to what's written here on braddye.com, he says, uh, in addition to the battery saver tone, one million pages can be supported by the format. The actual time to transmit a single page within a batch of pages typically is in the order of 225 milliseconds. Uh, therefore, more than four times the number of two of, I'm sorry, therefore, more than four times the number of tone-only pages can be supported on a single channel utilizing a 5-6 tone format that can be achieved under the two-tone paging format. So basically, what I'm getting at here 
is that in that long sequence of tones that went out, the one that was 25 seconds long and the other shorter one that we just used an example for the overturn would be that you can quickly and, and real efficiently send out a five, six tone format in basically a, you know, less than a quarter of a second, right? Or a little bit more than a quarter of a second. Let's just say it's a half a second, all right, to be, to put it simply. And uh, let's do this. Let's, let's take another break. And I have a audio sample from the SIG ID wiki. Now, again, I'm going to link to this over on the show notes at scannerschool.com slash session 20. And this is a, an example of the ZVEI cell call. Uh, it's a German um type of company or, or, or format, and they use a five, six tone. So again, it's uh, Zulu, Victor, Echo, India, for anybody that wants to look it up. So let's take a quick listen, and I really do mean a quick listen to what uh, the ZVEI cell call sounds like. All right, so you can hear just the difference between the five, six tone out and the older or the uh, U.S. standard, I guess you can say, of two-tone or quick call or whatever it is you want to call it that uh, they go by. So we talked about how when everything was mechanical or, or an analog-based type of uh, electrical circuit, you'd have the reeds and you'd have the, the you know, they would, they would latch or they'd hit the relay and, and uh, it would complete the circuit. But with the new uh, synthesized types of radios, timing isn't really so much of an issue. I mean, you still program the timing into the uh, the pagers or the scanners or, or your radios. But things are be able to change on the fly. So if something doesn't work out well, you can easily get in there and, and tweak it, which leads us into where we're really going with, you know, how we can tie into the scanner here. So before we get into the scanner programming part of things, let's take a look at some other options we have available. One of the really cool things you can do is a piece of software called Two-Tone Detect. And Two-Tone Detect can run on Windows and it can run on Linux. And the nice thing about it too is it can run on a Raspberry Pi. And all it requires basically is a small config file. You need to know your two tones. We'll get to that in a second. And you also need to have a receiver and then you just have to email you when a call comes over which is really, really cool. You can use uh, pieces of software like Audacity, which is a uh, which is what I actually use to record the podcast. It's an audio uh, type of program, but you can actually find out the frequency that's, that's being transmitted. So if you have a audio sample, you can record it and analyze it in Audacity. Uh, there's Android software out there called Radio ID, and I believe also Two-Tone Detect will also go through and detect the AB tone as well. So with that said, Let's talk about the unit and scanners. So what you would do with the unit and scanner is you can put it into fire tone out standby mode, which makes it basically makes it a very expensive fire pager or, um, you know, it takes the scanning out of the scanner because you have to have it dedicated in that mode in order for it to be a fire tone out pager. All right. So you can't scan while you're doing fire tone out. You can't do fire tone out while you're in scan mode. So what you have to do is you go into fire tone out setup you enter in your frequency if you know what the tones are you can put them in and, and you name what you're going to set them up for so if you want to just do a chief's tone or a general tone or whatever else if you want to do each one individually you would put them in different ways you know one you put the general tone in with the pair the the, uh, the chief's tone the ems tone whatever it is you want to do so again here's the trick with fire tone out mode you cannot scan with fire tone out mode 
So if there was three or four dispatch frequencies that you wanted to be able to have the scanner go off for in fire tone-out mode, that's not going to happen. Okay, it's not going to happen with the scanner. What will happen though is if you have three or four tones set up and they share a frequency, so maybe you have a countywide dispatch and you want to go off with three departments, that's a possibility because it's just looking for those tones on the on the frequency. Or if you have one dispatch frequency, but you want your EMS, your chiefs, and your you know host company, or a certain station that you're a member of, then you can set the scanner to do it that way. So we talked about before not knowing what the tones were. So if you enter in tone 00 on your unit and scanner, when you do the fire tone up setup, the scanner will hunt out the first set of tones that it hears. They will flash on the screen and you can hit enter and it will lock in those tones so that you don't need to know them. It's not going to help you with the rest of the chain or the rest of the stack, but at least it will get you started so that you know what the tones are. Now, again, I think using the Android software called Radio ID or uh, going into Audacity or I, I believe, again, um, uh, two-tone detect will be your best bet because it will you know, show on a screen what the actual tones are that are coming across. Okay, now again, this does not help you when it comes to 5.6 tone because unit and protocol doesn't support 5.6. It only allows you to do the two-tone. So once you have your tones, you can then put the scanner into uh, fire tone out standby mode, which then effectively just parks on the frequency and allows it to cycle through and wait for the tones to come over. Once the tones come over, the squelch will open on the scanner. It will beep or light will flash and it will let you know that the call is coming through because you'll be able to hear the audio. And then you can just reset the scanner again. So again, why is it that we want to have fire tone out mode on our, on our scanners? Well, again, if you have a busy countywide frequency and you don't want to hear every department, all you want to do is hear your department or your closest department or your neighboring department, then again, it keeps the scanner quiet and um, it allows you to at least hear what's going on that frequency without tying up the scanner all day long, uh, listening to something you want to listen to. Again, you're going to tie up the scanner if you leave it in fire tone out standby mode because that's all you're going to be able to do with it. Okay, so let's again look at other options we have here. See, I, now again, in, in all transparency, I own East Coast pagers and I sell fire pagers. So what I'm proposing here isn't necessarily buy a pager from me. I don't want you to think that this is a sales pitch coming up here because it's not. I'm trying to keep this affordable for you guys. I'm trying to give you other options. If you guys want to get an Apollo pager, a Swiss phone pager, a unit pager, or I'm sorry, unication pager, I'll be more than happy to sell you a brand new pager, but that's not why we're here. What we're looking at here is other options that you can go into instead of tying up your scanner. Now, again, I think that having a fire pager as a part of your radio setup is a good idea because now, again, it allows you to keep tabs on your local fire department or local fire departments. You might miss something when your scanner is scanning something else, right? It happens. But if you have a fire pager sitting by, you're never going to miss what's going on because that fire pager is only doing one thing. It's listening on one frequency. You're listening on a small sample of frequencies, and that's what it's doing. So you're not really going to miss anything going on locally if you have a fire pager floating in, in the background. Now, again, you could always pick up something like an old, you know, I, I cringe not to say, you know, a Baofeng radio for 30 bucks on Amazon. And again, if you guys want to support a Scanner School podcast and you're looking for one of those cheap old radios, then uh, you can use our link um, on, on the support page, scannerschool.com slash support. Click on Amazon, go buy your Baofeng radio. That'll give a couple bucks to help support the Scanner School podcast. 
but uh, going backwards again, the fire pages, I believe, are a good thing just to have as you're growing your listening station. Okay, so again, some people are just starting out with one desktop radio, one handheld radio, uh, something to look at. And I'm saying this not to sell you a pager that I'm selling here. Again, if you want one, I'll sell you one. But Motorola Miniature 4s are like 50, 60 bucks on eBay. And that'll get you going cheap. Okay, and that's, that's what I'm trying to get out of here. And of course, you'll have to have a program to maybe you can get the person who's selling it to you to program it for you. If you can't get that to happen, there are plenty of people out there, me included, that will be more than happy to program your pager for, an, for a really affordable rate. Okay, uh, There's other options out there besides a minute or four. You can do minute or three, minute or fives, or a new minute or sixes. But again, price points will change. And uh, we'll have a link in the show notes for this as well if you'd like to do it. Um, or go to uh, scannerschool.com slash miniter, M-I-N-I-T-O-R. And we'll redirect you over to eBay to look for the pages. Now, again, this will be an affiliate link. So if you do go on and use that link, uh, either in the show notes at scannerschool.com slash session 20 or scannerschool.com slash minotaur, we will take you to eBay with a minotaur search already in play. And if you happen to buy the pager using our link, again, it's an affiliate link. So it'll help support the Scanner School podcast at no additional cost to you, which is a great thing about it. It doesn't cost you anything if you're going to already make that purchase to help support the podcast. So if you're going to buy a minute or pager, one thing I really strongly suggest you find is something that has stored voice. And what stored voice allows you to do is play back the audio after it comes across. So if you happen to miss the call or you're something, you just missed the address or something like that, you press the button on top of the pager and it will play back the, uh, the last call for you. So for a couple extra bucks or sometimes for not anything extra at all, uh, you'll be able to find a minute or pager with the stored voice in it. Now, again, if you're looking for top of the line and you want something that's out there new and fancy, you know, the minute or six is up there. But by that point and by that price point, then I would say contact me. Let's talk about the Unication or the Swiss phone pagers. I hope you understand why we went through the the little bit of a history on fire toneouts, what they are, how they work, how it ties into scanning. And uh, again, just to tie back in again to what we talked about last week with the severe weather monitoring and, and, and that kind of stuff, we had kind of touched on paging. So if you happen to get a VHF pager, now we're talking to again to United States only here, but if you happen to get a VHF pager that supports the weather band, you can actually program in the NOAA weather alert channels, uh, the seven channels or the one that's closest to you. And if you set it up, be selective call and you use 10 50 hertz as the uh, as the the call and you set up as a long tone your pager will actually alert you as if it was a weather alert radio so maybe some of you have in an old drawer an old minute or three or four or something like that that you're not using anymore on vhf well get it reprogrammed put in your local NOAA weather channel in there set it up for 1050 hertz and now all of a sudden you've just repurposed that old pager and you can use it as a weather alert radio or maybe you're into storm spotting or you're a chaser yourself and it's just nice to have on your belt or on the visor a pager that's always there that's a low footprint that will also monitor the weather alert and alert you when you know something bad is about to come down on you. 
So again, I want to thank you all for listening to the Scanner School podcast where we teach you everything you need to know about the Scanner Radio Hobby. I want to remind everybody that you can help support the podcast by going to scannerschool.com slash support. And if you make a purchase from Amazon, any type of purchase from Amazon, use our links and it will help support us and it doesn't cost you a dime to do so. If you're going to go ahead and purchase a new scanner from Scanner Master, we're also an affiliate with Scanner Master. So if you're going to go there and you save up for your new SDS 100 and you're going to buy it through them, again, you can use our link and we'll make a small uh, aff- affiliate fee, which again is, is doesn't cost you anything extra to help support the podcast by using any of those. But again, if you want to spend a little bit of money and you want to help support us, you can become a Patreon supporter. And Patreon has its own set of benefits because you are paying money to help support the podcast. And our lowest tier is five bucks a month, which gets you the podcast earlier than you would have if you got it on iTunes or Stitcher. And if you think about it this way, it's like a dollar an episode is what it costs you to support the to support the podcast at that level. If you want to commit to two dollars an episode or ten dollars a month, more or less, uh, we'll uh, we'll up uh, what we what we supply to you, and and, and it goes up from there. So again, that's another way of you supporting the podcast. But if you don't want to support us that way financially, that's fine. Get on Facebook and support us in our community. Scannerschool.com slash Facebook group is where you can find us on Facebook. Scannerschool.com slash Twitter is where you can find us on Twitter. I'm loving Twitter. I'll hope to see some more of you on my uh, Twitter feed. And also you can... uh, Leave us a review. Leaving us a review on iTunes or Stitcher, Google Play, whatever it is that you listen to us on, you leave us a review, and that also helps us with our ranking. So again, we will see you next week. We have a nice little mini-series in the queue for you guys. I don't know if it's going to air next week or not, but uh, we got a couple episodes that are really going to tie in together, and uh, I think with the summer coming, it's a, uh, a really good time to release what we're looking at doing. So stay tuned with us, and uh, again, leave us some feedback. Let us know how we're doing. And one final thing, too, if you have a question that you'd like to have answered, I will be more than happy to answer it on a podcast. Go to scannerschool.com and uh, go to session 20. On the right-hand side, you will see a link to um, SpeakPipe where you can leave me a voicemail and I will play it back on a future episode and answer your question. Or if you just want to leave me feedback using SpeakPipe, I'd love to play back your audio as well. So again, sorry for being long-winded at the end. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you for joining. I am Phil Lichtenberger, W2LIE. Thanks for joining us on the Scanner School Podcast, where we teach you everything that you need to know about the Scanner Radio Hobby 73. Thanks for listening to the Scanner School Podcast. Be sure to visit www.scannerschool.com to access the show notes and bonus content.